So, evening everyone. Um, just before I begin my talk, just a couple of um, household things. To uh, These are reminders. Um, just so that we maintain the, um, the practice in a domestic kind of way. Um, when, when you come to practice, um, it's important that you're practicing on the way here and you're practicing on the way that you leave. So the nature of that practice is just one thing at a time and being mindful of each moment. So it begins when you come and you take your shoes off. <laughs> so if you went to a Zen monastery, you would find all the shoes lined up neatly there in a row uh -huh, rather than just scattered. So if you can make it a practice when you come to sitting, is that the practice starts before you even come in the door and just mindfully put your shoes together there neatly so they're not all scattered. And it's really beautiful to, to go out there and see them all lined up so neatly. But that's practice in itself. And just another small reminder about um, uh, walking in the dojo, in the, in the room, um, the, the manner in which you walk in the room is in that walking meditation posture with the hands there, like that. So it's a, like there's a formality about it. So it's not about sort of just walking casually through like that with your arms swinging, but with the hands there. And, um, and doing a, a mindful bow, mindful slow bow as you're bowing to everyone else and to the, the cushion. If you could just remember those things. It helps create the, um, the, uh, the, the, the atmosphere of practice that we're trying to create. But what I wanted to uh, talk about tonight um, is uh, how practice is related to dealing with fear in our life and uh, how, how central that is. And uh, as a way of um, sort of entering into this talk, um, some of you know that I went on a, um, a solo sailing trip in my boat for a week last week. That's, that was why I was away. So um, even though I've experienced in sailing to some degree, I went out of my comfort zone to do a solitary trip up to Port Stephens and back. If I was going with another person, it wouldn't have been so challenging in terms of the fear factor, but there was a fear element to it. And so um, there, was, there was an anticipatory anxiety that I noticed in myself before, before I ventured out. Um, and you start to think about all the worst things that could happen and so on. But it was on the bucket list that I had to do this, so I, I went anyway. But then what you find with anxiety, with the nature of anxiety, a lot of anxiety is anticipatory. And then, like a lot of things, once I got out there, the fear went away. You're just there and you're dealing with whatever needs to come up. And isn't that true of, of the way we experience fear in many different areas of our life? Like, say, with public speaking. You've got to go, get up and, and say something and there's all this anticipatory fear about what, how you're going to look and whether you're going to stumble over your words and what's going to happen. And you get up there often and it's not, it's not as fearful. It's never as fearful as we think it's going to be. Uh -huh. It's one of the experiences. Where 
dealing with fear is so central to Zen practice. It's one of the cliches about the Zen life, and you hear it in the in the media and so on. Is the idea of um, um, cultivating Zen calm. Mm-hmm. As a person has a sort of Zen calm demeanour about them. Well, if people genuinely do have that, and you do cultivate it through Zen practice, it's not just through the technique of meditating. Mm-hmm. It's not just a technique, it's not just you just experience mindfulness, or you practice mindfulness and the fear falls away. Um, what happens is you do a meditation practice and then you need to engage in life. Mm-hmm. And you need to engage in life in ways that actually challenge you, you know, and challenge the fears that you have. Otherwise you don't kind of move forward. So in that physical sense you can do it by going out of your comfort zone on the ocean. But there's many, many different types of fears that um, shackle us in our life. And if you reflect on what they might be, and you, I, you may want to add to this list, I'm sure it's numerous. Fear of intimacy, fear of vulnerability, um, fear of death, mm-hmm. fear of public speaking, mm-hmm. um, fear of making a mistake, fear of looking stupid. Mm-hmm. Familiar? <laughs> Can you think of any? Fear of pain? Yep. Yep. Any others? I'm sure the list is long. Sickness. Hmm? Sickness. Sickness, yeah. Uh-huh. Success. 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 Yeah. Indeed. It's many fears. And where one of the conversations I was having with someone tonight, you know, what what is the point of um, what is the point of realising the illusion of some self there? Mm-hmm. What the point of it is, if you really do see through the illusion of the self, or to the degree which you do that and have insight into it, is the degree which fear drops away in your life. Because at the centre of unnecessary fear in our life is an ego identity that's got to defend itself and look okay and look good and be better than and fears being worse than, etc, etc. So it's all where there's ego um, identity and clinging to ego identity, there is fear, an unnecessary fear. And that fear is never really challenged unless we bring a mindful present meditation practice into challenging ourselves where those fears are in our life, whichever area of our life it's in. Vulnerability, intimacy, you know, physical fear, whatever it might be. There is a place for fear, though, and the idea that somehow a human being through Buddhist practice or Zen practice comes to a place of no fear in that absolute sense is misunderstanding what it means. Um, because... For a human being, you have to have fear to survive. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you had no fear, you'd be just kind of lackadaisical and cavalier and not take care of things. Um, it's good to go to sea with a sense of fear, right? It makes you cautious. It makes you clip on so you don't fall overboard. Mm-hmm. So it's not as so, and the way of 
the way of actually coming to a deep sense of calm in life is to acknowledge our fear, you know, and to acknowledge our vulnerability. It's not about, you know, trying to create a Zen identity that you're a calm person. That's just a masquerade. That's just kind of the mask of serenity. It's not the real thing. The real thing comes by, by recognising fear or unnecessary fear, how it's often um, ego-driven in a way. And when we see through it, you know, to actually be, I'm sure of all of us to some degree or another have, have worked through fear of some level in our life. And the experience of it is, when you do, is that it's liberating, isn't it? You think, oh, wow, it's so free now, you know, compared to the way I was before. And so what we talk about is enlightenment or liberation, at its essence emotionally, is, is cutting through all of that unnecessary kind of fear, you know, so that our, our lives are, are freed up. We're not freed up to do whatever we want to do, with thousands of choices. We're, we're free in the sense that we're free of fear in all those many different aspects of our life that fear can, can shackle us. So um, as you live your life, um, uh, meet the challenges that come up mm -hmm. and the challenges will be your teachers rather than something that you feel is just a roadblock which is there getting in the way. Each challenge that comes up is a, is a way of noticing the fear reactions that come up, being present to them and then um, uh, seeing through it. And, and you do it not just by, of course you, you do it by meditating, but you do it by also placing yourself in situations in life where you're challenged, not so where you're just living a quiet life of um, never going outside of your safety zone. So I hope that metaphorically in whichever way it means to you that you're all at sea sometime. Thank <laughs> you.